The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are here for you, literally. I mean, that is why we do this show. There's not a lot of media out there, frankly, that says, oh, you go, Mom, and uh, lifts up the family and tries to help you in all that it takes to keep your family functioning and if you're a single parent to to keep that going. And it just takes a lot of advice and encouragement, and and we just want to equip you. And so we hope that today's show is a blessing to you. Let me just say this. If you're trying to raise your kids to be wonderful adults and get good jobs and then raise nice families and just kind of act right in the world. Maybe you worry a little bit about how you're doing with all that. That is why today's show is for you. Have you ever really thought about how you're giving your kids lots of lessons and must do's and should do's, but maybe you're not really getting in there and doing some heart surgery so to speak, like maybe you're teaching them all the things they should or shouldn't do, but it's not affecting their heart and what they care about and and how they want to, you know, do things in the world for others. So that is why we brought on today's guest. She is an accomplished author, has written a lot of stuff and also has been 25 years in family ministry. She's raised two children of her own. She happens to live right here in Colorado. The new book is called Seven Family Ministry Essentials a strategy for culture change in children's and student ministries. Her name is Michelle Anthony. She's actually a doctor, Dr. Michelle Anthony. She's written the book with Megan Marshman. But I brought her on because as I was reading this book, I realized there is so much stuff that is going to resonate with a mom in here because moms are the lesson teachers. They're the ones that are dealing with a child's morals and principles. And and if a child goes to church, it's usually because mom has <laughs> has made them or asked them or brought them, whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's often the mom leading that way. And moms have so many questions about how to do it well and if they're doing it right. So that is why we have Dr. Michelle Anthony on Channel Mom. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Today. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. Okay, so why don't you just launch right in? You get you have seven uh, ministry essentials, but but I I want to talk very briefly about you. You kind of have this one point in the book where you talk about family ministry, but then you say ministry period two period families period. And I thought, you know what? She hits on something huge, especially for the last quarter century. Uh, mm-hmm. Families have been falling apart in America, whether you're in the church or out of the church. And I think, what? where have we dropped the ball? What are we doing wrong that we're, we're, we're not ministering to families either in our culture or in our churches? Um, we're doing a lot of things politically, but I'm not sure that they're really ministering to families' hearts and how to make marriages work and how to make parenting work and how to help children grow up with healthy attitudes and, and godly you know, principles in their lives. What do you think has gone wrong in, in our culture inside and out of the church that we're not really helping families thrive? Yeah. 
Well, I think it started from a place of uh, a, a good heart. Um, I started from a place of wanting to help families, but I think the church's response in that good created programs. And often programs can be great, but what happened then is that we had family ministry programs. And as long as we were continuing programs and fueling programs for families, we, we I think we sort of felt like we checked the box and said, done. Family ministry is done. And yeah. so when you say family ministry, we're usually referring to a program. So that's why I inverted it. And, and I'm so glad you got it with the, the periods because it's not so much about a family ministry program. It's about ministry to families. And what ministry means is that we're going to have to get dirty. We're going to have to get down deep into the family issues to actually minister to those things. This isn't a churchy word to say ministry. Ministry is anytime we administer help or love or grace to another individual. And in order to do that, we have to know these people and it's very highly relational. And the same thing is true in our families. If we just, if we just do a lot of good stuff and we teach our kids a lot of good stuff, but we're not really ministering to our children or ministering to our spouse as people, as individuals, then we're just getting through the day. And God has so much more for us than just simply getting through the day. Right. And I'm going to have you define ministering to and, and what, you, what you see it as and how you outline in the book and, and some of these ministry essentials that you talk about, especially when it comes to the family. I want to read a little excerpt from your book first, though, so that moms understand why you and I uh, think this is an important conversation for them. Because just about every mom I know, whether she's somebody, and I really work hard to speak to the mom who is not following the Christian path at this point in her life, but really wants help with her parenting and really wants encouragement in her mothering. So you and I are trying to speak to moms, and here's what you write in the book that I think is really going to make them see where we're trying to reach them. This is what you write. There is too much writing on this need for parents to lead their children in spiritual matters. George Barna, famous pollster, George Barna said, every dimension of a person's experience hinges on his or her moral and spiritual condition. Think about it. What you believe and where you aim your heart determine the direction and outcome of your entire life through eternity. Eternity is at stake for all of us, including the parents we shepherd and their children. So what's more relevant than that, you ask? And and that's big. And, I, and, and Michelle, do you understand where I'm coming from? Because just about every mom I know, whether she's somebody who says, I love Jesus or not, wants to do things in her child's life that teaches them and guides them morally and spiritually. Like I know moms who say, yeah, God's not for me, but they'll bring their child to VBS because they want their child to get the principles and morals taught in vacation Bible school. So, so speak right. to that, please. Well, yeah, I mean, we, um, there's something innate in all of us that hungers for more than just this world. We do hunger for God in some sense. And, and maybe religion hasn't gotten it right in the way that we've packaged it. So yeah. Some of us are turned off to packaged religions or a church or a specific denomination. And But yet that doesn't mean we don't want a spiritual relationship with God. It doesn't mean that we don't want that for our children because we know that God writes um, his morals and his values in our hearts. And we know intuitively that that is the best way to live. 
and we can just look around us not very far, and we can see when we deviate from those very basic principles that God has outlined for us to live in this world with other individuals, other human beings, that that a mess begins. And we don't want that for our children. We want them to have healthy happy lives where they are contributing to society and that they have a relationship with God. But I think oftentimes as parents and we're busy, we don't know how to do that. And so it's very easy for us to just sort of um, relegate that to what we consider the professionals. So we drop them off maybe at VBSs or hopefully a Sunday school teacher, Bible study leader, and we hope that maybe they'll get it from there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just not adequate enough. Our children really need to hear it from us. Yeah, you, you do say that. You say at one point you say if you're concerned about your your ch- child's faith or your child's ministry, look in the mirror. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, and and and, you know, that's big. I mean, I think that's the way you put it. And and yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think sometimes we do take the lazy way um, or we'll just show them a movie. Like, I don't know. There's a great Christian movie. And I don't say, oh, you got to watch this to my son or my daughter. Um, you know, I do instruct them in biblical principles, but sometimes I drop the ball. And, you know, one of the very first things you say, you, you have these family ministry essentials. The very first one you touch on is empowering family as primary. Tell mm-hmm. folks what you mean by that, because I think we've really lost a sense of that in so many right. ways in our culture. Right. So I think in our minds, we think, um, well, the church or any Christian organization or a book or a movie, like you say, that that's kind of the primary teaching. And then me as the parent or the mom, I'm going to supplement that. I'm going to pray with my child at bedtime or, you know, I'll teach him a song or put things on in the car and I'm going to supplement that. And I, I'm really calling to parents um, to to think of themselves as primary. When we look at God's word, we see that God intended for faith to be passed down through the generations, through the home, because our children, um, they're going to emulate what we value. And so when we value these things, it's so much easier for them to value. And when we model it, it gives them an example of what it looks like. I mean, if, if we don't do that, then it's just something we're forcing on them. They see the incongruence in our own lives and the hypocrisy. And then as soon as they have the right to make their own decision, those kids leave and abandon all that. They leave church or they leave the Bible or its values because they they saw that it wasn't real in your life. So why should it be real in theirs? And one of the things I always say is you can't give away something you don't have. And so the looking in the mirror is really important. If we want our children to have faith, and a relationship with God, then we need to start with our own our own lives. Yeah, we only have about two minutes left in this segment, but just in, in the next minute before we we go to break, what do you mean by ministering to? Where where have we missed it in in the church where we're not really ministering to families and and we're not? Mm-hmm. You said we got to minister to our husband, we have to minister to our children. What's your definition there? Yeah. To minister to our families, or for the church to minister to families, means that um, we are going to have to assume brokenness. Uh. <laughs> I, think, I think we've gotten a bad rap in church where we feel like we have to dress up, put on our smiley faces, have our perfect little family that's in our Christmas card, you know, photo and arrive, be quiet, don't talk, don't do anything outrageous, don't have bad behavior and then get in the car and then do our real life. Right. And, and that's not what it is. Um, doing ministry with or two or four families means that it's, we're going to come and we're going to come real 
And we're going to say, you know what? Um, I arrived at church barely by the skin of my teeth because I just got in an argument with my husband. My kids are being brats, but we're here. And we're 20 minutes late, but we're here. And we desperately need the grace that God offers us. And, and we need safe places to do that. So we need our pastors modeling that because I was a pastor and I fought with my husband on the way to church and my kids were brats too. And so we need people saying these things and, and being able to have a safe place to show their dysfunctions and their brokenness. And then we need to have the skills and the people that can help bring them to spiritual health. Yeah, to minister to them literally in that way, minister to their brokenness. Okay, she is Dr. Michelle Anthony. The new book is Seven Family Ministry Essentials. And we're going to touch on a couple more when we come back, partly because this this not only applies to how the church should be ministering to families, but also to how moms can minister in the home. And there are two biggies that I really think can help moms out there that have to do with doing good and being good and all, you know, quote unquote, and also the temptation to not let kids weigh in. And uh, Michelle talks about that in the book as well. So I hope you will stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom Radio right here on 94.7 KRKS with Dr. Michelle Anthony. We're going to have some great lessons for you coming up in the next segment. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So glad you're with us today. I do hope some of these lessons are helping you. Uh, I do want to remind you about the commercial you just heard. I I am so honored that uh, the Cutthroat Cafe is one of our sponsors. And they have such a down-home, family-friendly little restaurant nestled in Bailey, Colorado. I know a lot of you drive up 285 to get to Breckenridge and other ski places and so on. And uh, I'd love it if you'd stop in and see my friendship at the Cutthroat Cafe uh, in Bailey along to Highway 285. We are back with... Uh, the highly esteemed author of a number of books, and I should mention she's also written Spiritual Parenting. So if you like some of the lessons you're hearing today, she's going to touch on them even more in that book. But her new book is Seven Family Ministry Essentials, and we're talking about uh, children's and student ministries. But but this so applies to the mother because she wants to see what her church is doing in her child's life, and she wants to apply some of these lessons in her own child's life. So welcome back to Channel Mom, Dr. Michelle Anthony. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So this is one of my favorites, and I'm hoping we can just touch on two in this segment. You're talking about the whole obedience thing, that we're just taught to be good and to obey, and sometimes we're just happy if our kids follow our instructions or appear to be obedient to God, but there's a missing piece there, and, and you talk about that in one of your chapters. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we can we can go after um, a spiritual transformed life where you're really you're really being changed by God and His power and His love and His grace. Yeah. Or we can mandate good behavior, and um, mandating good behavior is great in the short run because we can pat ourselves on the back and say we're doing a good job. Look how great my children are. But what we're finding is those kids are not necessarily living spiritual, happy, healthy lives with God as they leave our homes. So it's a manufactured faith, 
maybe a counterfeit of faith. It's not the real thing. And so if we want our kids just to be good, well, okay. But if we want our kids to be spiritual, then we're going to, we're going to get into some messiness because faith is messy. We see that throughout the whole Bible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I love that you're honest about that. And, and, and you're speaking to the church in this book. And so I do want to say that, that, a ton of moms in our audience are teaching, you know, Bible studies or Sunday school or ministering in some way in church. This could be helpful to them to pick up this book and then the spiritual parenting book for mothers as well. But, but also tell me as you're going through some of these lessons and you're saying, you know, some of the, the essentials are God is central. Um, that was one of them and family is primary and you've got a number of other and spiritual formation for lifetime faith. What's happening in our churches and our families that keep Kids don't have a lifetime faith that they just walk out on what they've been brought up in. What what goes on there? What's the church doing wrong? What's a mom doing wrong? Well, because I think so often we're 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 concerned about information. So memorize this Bible verse, or God wants you to do this, so do it. And um, this is who God is, and we're memorizing a lot of stuff about God. But think about anybody you love or you are in relationship with simply by just reading their biography. Um, does not make you have a relationship with them. And so I think it's really important that we allow kids to experience what a relationship with God is like. And that means that he has, he says no to us and that we have to obey him, but he also lavishes grace on us and we can be honest with him. We can tell him our deepest fears. Um, when we make mistakes and we make bad decisions, um, there's grace, there's often consequences, but we can tell him how we feel and we know that no matter what, he loves us. But that's the important thing is to, to bring Christianity back to the relationship instead of just the information and the religion behind it. Yeah, and kids get relationship. I mean, look at how they run to each other on the playground and, and they express yeah. themselves so well in relationship. Okay, Michelle, I want to be efficient. We only have four minutes left. So a couple of your essentials include the Holy Spirit teaches that kids can really go to God on their own. Because my son will sometimes say, well, mom, God talks to you. He doesn't talk to me. Um, and maybe it's because I talk too much, frankly, at him. Right. And so you talk about how sometimes the church fails in this area, that we're speaking at them. And my husband, who's a high school principal, will say, a teacher can't talk at the child all the time. The child has to participate too. So you talk about the lessons of the Holy Spirit teaches, that's an essential, and God is central, that's an essential. These are some of the essentials you talk about. What are we failing to do when it comes to our kids and listening and letting them yeah. have a part? And you've got a, you know two minutes to, to answer this. Yeah, I think I think it's exactly what you're saying. I think it's us talking less and listening more and then teaching kids how to listen to God. Even in prayer, we just talk, talk, talk at God, and then we say amen, and then we go. Do we ever just stop after we're done talking to God and listen back to him? And we have to train children how to do that and how to pause. Our lives are so busy. When I was teaching Sunday school at a church, um, after we would hear God's word and we'd have the teaching time and the leader would pray, I would allow space, you know, according to how old the children were, just to sit and to be with God in quiet. And it's amazing what we hear when it's just quiet. And so it's important that we carve out that time for our children. And then we encourage that might be God speaking to you. Let's, let's look in his word. Let's, let's pray about that. Let's, let's listen to him. Yeah. And sometimes when my kids were older as teenagers and they'd come and ask my opinion, um, I would bring them to God. I would bring them to his word first. And then I would say, I'm going to give you my opinion, but it's my opinion. 
and there's some wisdom because I've lived life, but ultimately you need to hear from God on this. Yeah, and I wonder about the noise of our culture. I mean, it's sort of, we, yeah. we make all kind of stereotypes about the 21st century, and I don't want to be a doomsdayer about where we're at, and our kids are so misled, and there's too much technology. I, I don't want to do that too much, but I do wonder about the silence of past eras, and if maybe we're missing God in our popular culture because there's so much noise and so many screens. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the noise. I'm out there on the airwaves, but hopefully we're good noise. But, you know, I, I don't think we've trained our kids to be silent before God. Can you just speak to that for 30 seconds? Well, yeah, I mean, we do need to teach them. And the only time kids are really alone in silence is when they're in timeouts and it's punishment. Yeah. We need to redeem that. We need to make that a time of let's go in our room. Let's just have some quiet time. If you want to um, talk to God, you can. If he's telling you something, let's listen, and then we'll talk about it at dinner. But I think it shouldn't be relegated to punishment. It should be something that's a reward that we get to have some quiet and listen. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You talk about this exercise. It's kind of funny in the book where you, the church leader said, now we're going to step back and we're going to let the kids answer the questions. We're not going to try to answer them or lead them. And it was really hard for you guys. You like had to sit on your hands and your mouths. I mean, you couldn't, yeah. you had to just let them, and, but it started to happen. They did, they did hear God and, and listen and weigh in. And, and that was beautiful. Okay. Michelle, thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. Tell folks how they find your books, all of them, and how they find you. Okay, you can go to michelleanthony.org. It's pretty simple. It's just my name, and uh, my books are there, and you can find me and my social media. Things are on there as well. Great, and you have a particular heart for helping moms minister to their children. Absolutely. That is my heartbeat right now. Um, As I've raised my two kids, I'm really focused on the next generation of moms to help them do. I didn't have a lot of help and um, I'm trying to come alongside and mentor. That's what the Bible calls us to do. That's awesome. Mentor the younger women. Yeah. And moms need it. Thank you, Dr. Michelle Anthony, for being on Channel Mom. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. God bless you too, dear. Well, that was fun. And I hope uh, moms got some lessons out of that one. Okay, and now we turn to a fun little announcement. I'm really excited to bring this to you because I am one of those people that thinks mentors, people like coaches and teachers and Sunday school teachers who do so much for kids deserve some recognition. So with us today, we have Christy Lynn, who works with Focus on the Family and the well-known Adventures in Odyssey, which happens to air right here on 94.7 KRKS. It's a wonderful little series for kids. She's got a big announcement, and I'm hoping folks will pay attention today because you can bring to the fore uh, somebody who deserves some recognition, and your kids can do it too. So welcome to Channel Mom, Christy. Well, thank you so much for having me. So tell us about this award that is named after the title of one of the characters in Adventures in Odyssey. Well, we are wanting to bestow on some lucky mentor the 2015 John Avery Whitaker Award. So we are looking high and low across the nation for someone who is just like Wit. And for those that listen to Adventures in Odyssey on KRKS, Wit is well known as uh, kind of the resident mentor leader of Odyssey, and he owns the local ice cream shop called Wit's End. And uh, he is always talking about uh, what way that God would have us live, and also how to handle situations. He gives great advice. And just like Wit, we know that there are mentors out there, uh, Sunday school teachers, parents, grandparents, coaches, that give that faithful advice every single day to kids all across the 
the country, and we want to um, be able to acknowledge these quiet heroes and, and just thank them for their mentorship and thank them for spurring on kids to know Christ and to make him known in this generation. Yeah, the John Avery Whitaker Award. What I think would be kind of cool is if a mom won it. <laughs> because, that would be cool. Because moms are constantly sacrificing to mentor children and to love on them and to teach them you know, godly principles, and, and I would love it. So how do folks enter their hero uh, for the John Avery Whitaker Award? Yeah, we've had tons of heroes um, being nominated, and you can nominate now through midnight on October 31st by going to witsend.org, and you'll see there the button for the John Avery Whitaker Award. You can uh, either submit your nomination in an online form or complete a, a downloadable form that you can then email to us. All the directions are there online at witsend.org. Dot org, And then we'll be announcing some of the daily prize winners on November 1st. And then the grand prize winner will get a humongous uh, prize package worth $500 of fa- Focus on the Family Resources. They're also going to get their name at Wits Inn here in Colorado Springs. And uh, we hope that in the coming years we'll be able to bestow this award on many more mentors to come. Me too. What a, what a great thing. Thank you, Christy, for... Uh joining us today and I hope people will sign up. They just go to witsend, W-H-I-T-S-E-N-D dot org uh, to nominate some great person, maybe even a mom. Thanks so much, Christy, for being on Channel Mom. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. That deadline's coming up, depending on when you're listening to the show, uh, either tomorrow or tonight. Uh, so, so yeah, go nominate somebody who deserves it. And speaking of that, moms, you deserve some thanks. So if you feel overworked and underappreciated, Channel Mom is here to say you matter. What you do matters so much to make our world a better place by the way in which you are raising your children. So thank you from Channel Mom. And please go visit us at ChannelMom.com and check out all the things that we have for you there. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.